0: Like treason news, everyone, pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Mr. Charles Rockhill. Ha-cha. Ha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. How's it going? It's good. We were both just venting about how fucking stressful it is to move. Yeah. And now we're lying to you and we're saying <laughs> we're fine. Everything's fantastic. When we're not fine. We <laughs> will be fine, though. Uh, and it's just, oh my God. I feel like the past two years have been so tumultuous personally speaking mm. and i'm sure you would say the same for yourself yeah uh and also politically everything is fucked
1: yeah everything everything's at a ten. yeah every- every- everything's at a tent
0: every single day i wake up and it's like an emergency yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to be like Wow, wow poor me and i know a lot of people are dealing with you know tumultuous stuff in their own life i'm just saying um if you're in a position, mm. I don't know, right now, to go to News, hit that donate button. All of the support is so very appreciated right now. As we're recording, we're literally surrounded by boxes of my possessions.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cats that are equally angry and excited about the boxes.
0: They really are. Like The cats are always confused when there's boxes, but then they're like, but it's playtime.
1: <laughs> this is a fort.
0: I'm scared, but I'm also so excited.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm... i it's it's been nice the last, I mean today and yesterday. It's the first few days that have felt like summer, even though there was yes. a torrential downpour yesterday. Yeah, it was still like ninety. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is amazing. And then I walk outside and I'm like, no, I hate it. I still I hate, hate it.
0: it. I hate it, but also I notice how my mood suddenly improves overnight. Mm-hmm. If it's sunny out, I'm yeah. like, yeah. And then I get outside and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> um, also at Who Hell's put that Kitchen. Sun there? Last night, uh, the AC was broken. Oh, no, no, no. When it was like 90 degrees outside. Such a fun time. Oh, gross. Uh, so gross. So humid. I was dying. Um, so, guys, it is a Wednesday episode. What does that mean? Well, someone insane broke into my apartment. We'll
1: get always hear when someone breaks in.
0: I know. I know. I, just, I don't know. It must be me, you know? I must just attract weirdos. Um, No offense.
1: Penny is half out of her thing now and trying to struggle to walk.
0: damn it. So (laughs) I have a little suit on Penny because she's over grooming again. And she uh, pops her front legs out, which just makes her look. And I'm not trying to slut shame my cat (laughs) like a big old slutty whore.
1: (laughs) She's only got one arm out right now. The other arm's still (laughs) in. So she looks like little Kim when she wore that pasty to the VMAs. My
0: cat's little Kim. Yeah. Um, Again, no slut-shaming. It's just, it looks like she's flashing her tits to everyone. There was an amazing photo I took of her next to Chloe when she's got half the suit off. And they look like it's so slutty. (laughs) Like, both of their expressions.
1: Like, they just got finished? Yes.
0: Uh, (laughs) Exactly. And they're on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. So, guys. No more stressful talk. Because... Things are stressful enough. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's supporting the show. I love you. I see you. Thank you for all the kind words about the show. If you ever want to have a conversation with us, hashtag Light and Pod on Twitter. We're all on Twitter, so you can tweet us there. While we're in the pop culture section, though, and before we get to yet another insane thing that happened with someone breaking into my apartment, um, I wanted to ask you about any listening, watching. Uh, Reading recommendations. I have some like very confused recommendations. Okay. Like I don't know if I liked this, but I just recently saw it. I finally got to see Annihilation, which... How is that? Okay, I have complicated That's feelings about Natalie it. Natalie Portman, right? Natalie yeah. Portman. Okay. It's a really diverse cast, like Tessa Thompson's in it, <gasps> um, who I love, love, love. And it's like, even though the movie is spearheaded by a white lady, it is a very diverse cast. Oscar Isaac's in it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, though. Okay. There were definitely interesting things that happened in it. But
1: I don't really understand the plot. I just remember seeing trailers and going like, huh, I'll watch that. The
0: plot is that a meteor hits Earth and it contains like um, cells from space, like alien cells that begin to multiply and spread. And basically they are taking over Earth and they will eventually annihilate all life on Earth as we understand it. So what's interesting about the plot is it's not killing life it's just changing life in a very radical way so and sometimes it's very beautiful like these very strange flowers start to bloom um and like natalie portman and crew see all of this stuff as they're entering they call it the shimmer as they enter the shimmer um but then it's almost like they (laughs) stop short and like some of the The evolutionary things that happen aren't weird enough, if that makes sense. Okay. It's like, oh, it's an alligator that has shark teeth. And it's like, okay, that's kind (laughs) of weird, I guess. Um,
1: Also, no thank you.
0: (laughs) And then there's like some very weird things that happen that are almost like comical. Because it's so weird, and I'm I'm not 100 percent sold on the CGI at the end.
1: Oh, um, that's always upsetting.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I would give it like a six or a seven out of ten.
1: So the cells that crash onto Earth, yeah, are they just like they're not the cells themselves are not aliens. It's just no, like something sent no. here. No, uh,
0: eventually when they they become they keep evolving and evolving and evolving. They, I guess, is this a spoiler? W- does anyone want to see Annihilation? How long ago did it come out?
1: A while ago. Maybe, last year, okay, or maybe year skip
0: ahead a few minutes if you really don't want any spoilers. But eventually, uh, the uh, they start to mimic human life. Okay. And so I guess like the final version of that evolutionary tract are aliens pretending to be humans.
1: Cool. They copy our DNA. All right sounds a little bit more interesting
0: it's totally interesting and it was interesting enough for me to keep watching it okay but i don't know the whole time i was just kind of like is this good <laughs> like, <laughs> like the whole time so i guess lukewarm recommendation for annihilation sure I yeah can spend an hour somebody watching always that. gets mad when i no matter how old the movie is they're like i have not had time to go to the movies yet. and i'm like i'm very sorry it's my show <laughs> <laughs> oops oopsie oopsie um do you have any recommendations?
1: I, on my way over here, I was making a list because it's been a while since I've been on. Thank you. So profesh. So there was a couple. So I broke it down into categories. Great. I uh, We can save some for the next episode. Yes, please. Uh, I have movies, music, Broadway, stuff, and netflix
0: wow okay uh let's do movies and netflix
1: movies hereditary
0: oh my god how did i not open (sighs) with that so i don't know if this is a stupid idea but after i'm done recording with charles i'm gonna get some dinner and then i'm going to see hereditary with chloe and then chloe has like a pretty important show right after hereditary
1: oh she's going to be a little bit ruined. I was
0: like, Chloe, I texted her at six o'clock in the morning and I was like, is this a stupid idea? Should we not go right before your show? And she's like, no, let's go. And I was like, I don't think you understand how scary this movie is. Well,
1: well, I was talking about it because we just did uh, an episode of my podcast after like immediately after watching.
0: Plug it. it, Plug it. It's
1: dirty little horror. Yeah. It sounds filthy, but it's just a gay horror movies. Oh, is
0: it a little filthy?
1: It's really filthy. Awesome. Um, Uh but we were talking about it. We can't really talk about the movie without spoilers, but like it's not like there are a couple jump scares here and there, but for the most part it's just psychologically terrifying.
0: Yeah, or they'll they'll do these long tracking shots (gasps) where something horrifying is happening in the background yeah which that scares me so much more than jump scares yeah because like to what because i guess that's a real primal fear something happening behind you you know as human beings we can't see behind us so that is you can't no interesting you can (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that Uh, a thing Yeah,
1: it's something that my uh my i inherited from my mother she could always see everything that was happening behind her back and Uh. as i became an adult I developed that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, that does make sense. It would be a mom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that scares me so much more than suddenly loud sound or well, there's, yeah.
1: There's also, there's a point where something big happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot and then afterwards it takes them it takes the family so long to address the thing that oh happened oh my
0: god i know and, and the tension that's so scary and like also it's so easy to identify with that when something big and traumatic happens not knowing how to articulate it or process it and just going into denial yeah like that is i i could identify with that so much that it made me like feel sick
1: yeah yeah and i was just like oh they are all living in this house and dealing with it in weird separate ways yes
0: and And then when it blows up it's like fuck it's like tony collette should win an oscar moment there were so (laughs)
1: many it's it's rare during a horror movie where i there are a couple points where i almost burst into tears for like different reasons yes yeah and i'm just like it was it's very touching
0: yeah i mean tony collette obviously has been getting a lot of attention but uh alex wolf is great as peter also the little girl i i don't know her name
1: um Um, i i had she was like a big broadway she was matilda
0: yeah she was was one of
1: the four matildas oh
0: she's so good she's got like a wisdom to her that is haunting i was
1: watching an interview with her and alex wolf that they did on build and uh, she, the, like, I was like, you were what, 12, 13? And I was like, you were analyzing, granted, you spent a long time filming it, so you sure. really understand it. But I was like, you're analyzing things in this film that I, I, as an adult who should have feelings, didn't even realize.
0: Yeah. Well, Alex Wolf was like fucked up from it. Yeah. He was really honest about it, where he was like, it was very hard to
1: film, mm-hmm. uh,
0: which I could. I understand that it was like a really emotional film to watch. So I can't imagine acting in it.
1: I can't believe that this is Ali Aster's first fe- like feature.
0: Oh yeah. It's
1: insane. Yeah. Like some of, like there was one point we talked about it on dirty little horror, uh, a shot of the house at night and then it just goes <gasps> and it was daytime. <laughs> and I, it looks like someone just flipped. Just, There's like, another, switch.
0: they also flipped that for something else that happens outside the house. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: maybe okay i'll tell you later if you okay. don't remember it
0: but it, it's a quick cut and it's like they don't address it and it's one of the scariest things i've seen uh,
1: may, oh, I, maybe i'm not remembering what you're talking about i'll tell you but, okay
0: um
1: um but in addition to that i also that same day saw oceans Eight.
0: Oh, i heard that's super fun that is
1: really fun yeah um i the, heard
0: that Anne hathaway steals it
1: she you know what she really does and yeah. i was very surprised
0: I can't we just stop not, I'm not saying you, but, like, as a society, hating on Anne Hathaway.
1: <laughs> I, like, the, it It really depends on the movie she's in, because, yeah. for me at least, because there are some times where I'm, like, she's doing great, and other times I'm, like, all right, See, sure. I
0: don't think I've ever seen her in one of, I've heard that from other people, too, that she's, like, grating in some films, mm-hmm. but I've never seen her in those films. I just see her when she's, like, crushing in films, and I'm, like, she's so good.
1: Okay. This um, this kind of reminded me, like, do you, like, her first movie was Princess Diaries. Never saw it. okay. And she, in that, she's like a geek who gets made over into a beautiful princess. Sure, sure. And I feel like the character she plays in Ocean's 8 is that character grown up who's just fully involved and like, she, she's she's kind of making fun of Hollywood actresses, yeah. which is why it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but everyone in that movie is so good. The directing is, the direction is a little clunky. Okay. But the you acting. It? I don't even remember. Okay. But not Soderbergh, like the original okay. Ocean's.
0: Um, I just, I saw an interview with Anne Hathaway where I guess she had just had a baby, before she came back to film and she was feeling like oh, yeah, insecure about interview. her body, mm-hmm. but it was an all female cast, so she walked out in like her costume the first day. And Sandra Bullock was like, Yes, mommy! and Rihanna was there and she's like, You got a nice ass, and like they made her <laughs> feel so good. And I was like, So happy to hear that. I'm like, This is what happens when women get together and make shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> did you see, um, did you see part of the cast on uh, Graham Norton? No, oh, I thought that was nuts, Sandra Bullock, Kate. Blanchett, I forget who else. Rihanna and then Helena Bonham Carter. And they're and he asked him, he's like, You guys have all been to the Met Gala, because the movie's about robbing the Met Gala. Yeah. And they're all like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we've we've all been. And then Helena Bonham Carter goes, Oh, I haven't been. And Rihanna just turns and goes, It's because you wear dresses like that. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, these are thoughts we have in our head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but lost also it.
0: kind of true. As much I love Helena, but
1: Um The the only issue that well, no, it's not even an issue that I have with the movie. Um there's not Everything happens very smoothly Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of twists and turns. What I liked is that there's not really any internal conflict among the women because Mm -hmm. I feel like if there had been like a slight thing here or there, then it would have been the reviews of it would have been like a movie about cat fights and stealing.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True, though. But Uh, everyone
1: gets along, like the characters in the movie get along, and I feel like that was actually really important for them to just be a fucking team.
0: I saw a review that was like Ocean's 8 is good but it could have been great and I'm like who was expecting Ocean's 8 to be Citizen Kane?
1: Well that's the thing if it was directed a little bit better it could have been great Yeah, but the acting overtakes the clunky direction. Also like it's still I expected really fun. it to
0: be like fine but fun it's fun it's so when really i heard fun. it was fine but fun i was like cool that's what i wanted from mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like i didn't like oceans 11 so i'm like i didn't have it was fine for what it was yeah i i don't know i didn't like it i, I didn't thought know it, was, that it
1: needed sequels but it was you fine when
0: julia roberts played julia roberts <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: no idea still not sure i was
0: so mad i was pretty young when i saw that too and i was like what the fuck is this i was like in the theater screaming um cool cool, cool. O- ocean's eight great rec um did i have another one let me see oh um just the carters new album oh yes which i just wanted to give everybody a little tip is on spotify but not under beyonce or jay-z search the carters and it's under that
1: yeah um it was only exclusive on title for like what two days
0: yeah no i was glad i was really happy that they um released it but it's called everything is love obviously my favorite track is ape shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: I have that written down under the music section of my notes as Beyonce and husband.
0: <laughs> oh, can I just say <laughs> what I love about ape shit? And what I love about the video is Jay Z just stays out of Beyonce's way for like the first half of the video. Yep. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm also here. And I was like, fine. That's okay. Fine. Yes.
1: And it was interesting that I found out that, um, two of the members from Migos wrote Beyonce's rap. And I was like, Hmm, she didn't ask her husband to write her rap. For oh, her that's interesting, dating. but he's <laughs> a rapper. <laughs> but he's like
0: a really well-known rapper Hmm. that's a sick rap too yeah she's spitting fire uh cool cool we'll save the rest of your recommendations for hour two because right now we're gonna go to (sighs) the chaos that is my life guys one of these days i'm gonna get real locks for my windows maybe in the new apartment i don't know yes
1: please locks oh no the new one has we have bars bars over the windows bars
0: over the windows so maybe that'll keep them out we'll see tbd uh please enjoy whatever this is
2: oh god damn it there's glass everywhere oh Uh, god
3: excuse me ma'am i'm so sorry
2: i'm so sorry honey i didn't mean to make a mess (sighs) well i i really don't want to be a bee in your bonnet but why
0: are
3: you in my home? And honestly, why did you do oh it during God. Pride Month? Holy shit. Where did you come from? Uh she broke your window and I followed. Sorry, right. d-
2: darling, darling. I was just getting I'm I'm my name's Dawn. Sorry. Hello, how are you? Hi. Yes. Where are my
0: pleasantries?
2: I'm so sorry. Uh
0: okay, I just for the audience right now, because I am still recording because I'm a professional. Uh there are now two women in my
3: home. Okay, don't assume that. Okay. Oh. Mm i'm sorry but i am a woman what do you mean don't assume that okay like because i am an ally so i i push like for like don't label people but i am a woman okay okay Okay. during pride month you bitch all right but just to be
0: you're you're not gay absolutely not you're just a straight ally yeah who's
3: being very particular because it's pride yeah, just like during, like I'm always an ally and uh-huh. to my one friend, I'm very good to her. Like I have one gay friend and she's great and like I love her. Since I mean, one gay friend grade.
0: that you know of. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm picking up some bad juju from her. I sorry, I didn't mean to
0: uh, um, ignore you, ma'am.
2: Who no, are you? No, no, no. No, my name is Dawn. I was walking, walking on the street, and I picked up some very strong psychic energy from you. So I just had to pop in. Psychic energy or psychic? Yeah, I'm the Long Island psychic. Oh, I think I've heard of you. No, you've probably heard of the Long Island Medium. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh right. it's different. It's different. Okay. I'm the Long Island psychic. Oh wow. Uh so you picked up on psychic energy. Yeah, I was I was feeling some vibes from you, and I just have to say, go with the green sauce and not the red on your enchiladas. How did you know I wanted enchiladas? That's my specialty. You you know what people want to eat? Yes.
0: Specifically for lunch. For lunch. Wow. So you like you. Don't know what I wanted for breakfast or what I'll want for dinner. Nope.
2: Midday. Midday eats. Do a uh, straight ally. What does she yeah, want for lunch? Want. The only thing I'm picking up from that one is a pile of lettuce. Is that true? Do Wet you want a pile of lettuce?
3: Oh, my God. I fucking love lettuce. Is that
0: all you're eating for lunch, though? Yeah, it's pride. What the hell does that
2: mean? I don't know. Ask me huh. any question. Ask me any all right. question. Um, Okay. Uh. Who who's gonna be the next president? Oh my god! All right, give me a second. Okay. Hmm, I'm picking up on a meatball sub, uh, but this fucker puts a Parmesan cheese on the side. Who does that? Well, we don't know because you can't tell me who it is. Just what they want for lunch. I can just tell you. Interview all of the senators. Okay. Ask him the lunch orders, and I will have just predicted the president. But you're assuming it'll be a senator. That's the only form of government I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. I'm sorry. What's yeah. what is your name? Oh, Jen. Jen.
3: Okay. With two ends. Huh. Okay. There's an H, but I won't tell you where.
0: Don't don't you find it kind of um, odd that you feel the compulsive need to identify as an ally? Like, um, wouldn't a true ally just be a good supportive person and not? Need that label, no, um what? I think oh, if okay. you're an
3: ally, everyone needs to know it, oh, uh, right. which is why if you look at my back and I won't show you because it's pride, but what is that? Why wouldn't you show me your bag? You know what? Answer me this, riddle me this, give me a date, what give me a date, a date, okay, I would have to say June first, the first day of pride,
2: all right, just the worst. June first, give me a second.
3: Ew, she's so close to my face She's really
2: close uh, Do you only eat wet lettuce for every meal?
3: Yeah Jesus Christ I mean,
0: acknowledge that's weird
3: I don't think it's weird Everyone loves lettuce It's a good There's no vegetable. nutrients in it But it's It's just just like, like eating water.
0: water
3: Exactly Yeah Okay, so crunchy water Ice? What about Hey, what about
2: you? What's your favorite lunch? Oh, no, I don't reveal that Why? I don't do it. I can tell other people, but once you let someone know your lunch order, you let them know your secrets. Is that true? It's so true. I can tell so much from you. Okay. okay. Enchiladas. You were debating red or green sauce. Yes. Tells you're a little indecisive in life. You can like it spicy. You can like it sweet. You can go both ways. It's totally fine.
3: i like a bisexual. Hey, Jen. Let us talk, Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, That actually, wow, that is very accurate You're dynamic You like a surprise inside, okay? You know the tortilla's gonna be on the outside And I know that you like like spinach ones Because you don't eat uh, meat or cheese Because you're a vegan Yep so I can tell that you are uh, you are environmentally conscious. You're a compassionate person. Try to be. This dummy over here is eating wet lettuce. So what I can tell about her yeah. is that she's an idiot and she's gonna die young. I mean, I don't know you that well, but I think that's I think she just read you pretty accurately. You know I'll
3: tell you how I'm gonna die: fighting for rights oh. for the L G B T Q plus. Did you know there's a plus? Hey, hey. Ha- okay. Have you heard of the artist Cupcake? Who?
2: Cupcake? No. She's got a lot of uh, K's in her name. She has that song. Okay. She's that song. Sorry. How do you
0: know Cupcake?
2: Uh, because her name is a food. Oh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. She has a song saying, I'm with the L.
3: G. B. Wow. Are you an ally? I don't think so. Um, let me ask you something. How many gay men do you know? And have you told them you love them? I mean, I haven't tallied them recently. Oh, my God. I do every morning. And if I meet a new one, boop, goes on the board.
2: So you far, you've of
3: gay people, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like. Have you guys ever seen uh, like it's like CSI, and it's like you like put the faces and you connect the dots, like a crime scene board. Yeah, but they're gay. And why are you connecting them? Like, is this like the L word? Is it because I am, I like to play during Pride Month? Who can fuck who? This is like the web on the L word, the chart. I'm sorry, the web. Wait, I've never seen the L word because it's and like I try to watch it every Pride, and I'm like. <laughs> There's so much. What, what do you mean? There's like so many episodes or? Yeah. And also I was like, I don't, I like watched the first one and it was like two girls having sex and I was like, I don't get it. And so I stopped.
2: Okay. get. Tell me a momentous day in your life. I
3: would say. Don't say June. Okay.
0: Cause it's pride. Fine.
3: Well, you took my answer. Fine. I guess I would say, I guess I would say January 1st, the birth of the year.
2: What? Wow. <laughs> All right, give me one second. I am concerned about your nutrition. I am is concerned about your nutrition. You more wet lettuce. Wow,
3: I'm I'm also concerned, and I don't even like you that much. But okay, look, you know what? I, what I always say is, wait, what? She's it. so close to my face again.
2: <laughs> All right. What happened on August third? Oh my god. I'm picking up that you ate. A cheeseburger. What?
3: I fucking slipped, okay? I. She's just breathing into the mic. Okay, I woke up and I was having a hard day. And then I saw a man and he said, are you gay? And I said, no. And then I, God, I went to Shake Shack.
0: Can I ask you something? For somebody who calls himself a a straight ally, you seem to take a lot of offense if somebody thinks you're gay.
3: Yeah, because I'm very straight. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. But it you sound very homophobic when you say that. No, because I say I'm an ally with a Y. But that doesn't
0: make it ally offensive. Have you been saying you're an ally instead of an
2: ally? Okay.
3: <laughs> Are you okay? She's crying She's now. She's crying Jesus really Christ. hard. Okay, Someone get this girl some lettuce. She's <laughs> like during pride to have two women come after me it's like this is the month we stand together you know what i mean and it's like wait can't women stand together all the time why do we only got to stand together during pride? pride because pride is for women
2: no, no it's for pride is for the
3: LGBTQIA LGBTQ what the f- plus community oh my god she's sweating so much yeah i can't tell like what's sweat and what's tears Okay, it's just like June is a hot month, and that's what people don't realize when they're marching. You know what I mean? Are you just what? saying words? like? D- you know what, ladies, I hate to
2: be rude, but I have to get back to my show. No, it's okay. I'm sensing someone is wanting a an apple pie for lunch, and I got to go unpack that. Like, well, You don't bring them the food, though. Do you, you just go over you and just you just tell, tell them, what them what they want? No, I just like to find out things about them, you know? It tells me.
0: What a, what a what a very odd specific talent. But can I? Can if I? If you I'm ever
3: sorry, on Long can Island, I ask a question? Yes, you can ask a question, Jen, with two ends and an H. How did you like figure out you had this power? How did I crazy. figure? out? I was
2: born with it. I always knew I had it. I okay. would look at someone and I would go, "You want the crust cut off your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches?" <laughs> so would I you little. say you're born this way? Oh my God! I fucking love share. Why Cher. did you fucking
0: set it up for her? Share. She said share. She said share. Get out.
2: Get out. Oh get out of my home Fun fact about Cher <laughs> She likes a pork roast
0: Alright You both need to get out Right
2: now
3: Okay But All look right. at me I love God you God bless you
0: Yo, You brought a trampoline That's
2: interesting I did it. I bring it everywhere Alright ready One two three three. Yeah.
0: Five. Oh Jen missed the trampoline It's no great loss Happy Pride, everybody! <laughs> wow. Uh, I apologize, everyone. I One of these days, I'm going to get my life together. My God. Uh, but not anytime soon. But uh, speaking of not getting our lives together anytime soon, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. No. So full disclosure, most of my bad news today has to do with um, child internment camps because it's a pretty big deal
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and the issue of immigration uh, in general. But before we get to that, and it, it's kind of related, I wanted to talk about a political cartoonist named Rob Rogers who claims he was fired for making fun of Trump. He says he was fired from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as an editorial cartoonist um, where he had been working since 1993. And, you know, uh, he worked there until this week in 1989. He was a finalist for the Pulitzer prize. So he was a very respected political cartoonist and you might've seen his work recently um, where he published, I'll find it for you, uh, Charles, but he published a cartoon um, of a family of immigrants who are like running towards the border and there's an image of Trump picking up the little girl and like stealing her away from the parents. Yeah. Um, it's a really powerful cartoon. Uh, a lot of people were sharing it online. Um, I don't think I'm being biased when I say that it's probably example, an example of like the best type of political art. Yeah. Political cartoon. It's very powerful. (laughs) Like I gasped when I saw it. Um, it's, powerful without using a lot of words sometimes like bad political cartoonists like have to write a lot in their yeah. art because <laughs> they're not good artists
1: <laughs> to, to explain what they're trying to say <laughs> and they're
0: like here's what this is and this is a uh, yeah this is Abe Lincoln and this is a donkey um but there's just one word on on the cartoon it says caution um and it's a really good cartoon and he was. He claims he was fired because he had been creating a lot of art that was critical of Donald Trump. Um, so he wrote a op-ed over at the New York Times that I'll link to. I realize I've been saying you can find the links at SoundCloud. That's not true. You can find it on the Lipson RSS feed. So if you need help finding that, just tweet Light Treason uh, Pod on Twitter. Twitter, and I'll send you that link. Um, so he writes i should have seen it coming when i had lunch with my new boss a few months ago he informed me that the paper's publisher believed that the editorial cartoonist was akin to an editorial writer and that his views should reflect the philosophy of the newspaper that was a new one to me i was trained in a tradition in which editorial cartoonists are the live wires of a publication as one former colleague put it the constant irritant Our job is to provoke readers in a way words alone can't. Cartoonists are not illustrators for a publisher's politics. When I was hired in 1993, the Post Gazette was the liberal newspaper in town, but it always prided itself on being a forum for a lot of divergent ideas. The change in the paper did not happen overnight. From what I remember, it started in 2010 with the endorsement of the Republican candidate for Pennsylvania governor, which shocked a majority of our readership. The next big moment happened in late 2015 when my longtime boss, the editorial page editor, took a buyout after the publisher indicated that the paper might endorse Mr. Trump. Then, early this year, we published openly racist (laughs) editorials. (laughs) Things really changed for me in March when management decided that my cartoons about the president were too angry. And said I was obsessed with Trump. This about a president who has declared the free press one of the greatest threats to our country. Obsessed with the president? Like, he's a political cartoonist. Yeah, He's going to create art about the president.
1: That's what he's supposed to do. Um,
0: But it's a really extraordinary perspective from... A political cartoonist who you know has been at this one publication for many many years and seeing the transformation um and also seeing like the lapdog approach the post gazette has now towards the president is really alarming
1: uh yeah it's 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 weird that they would like they they they, they wow words <laughs> um <coughs> Did they request that he change any of what he did, and then he just blatantly was like, this is what it is?
0: I think they started to...
1: And then they're printing it anyway, and then fired him?
0: So this is what he wrote. Um, Not every idea I have works. Every year, a few of my cartoons get killed. But suddenly, in a three-month period, 19 cartoons or proposals were rejected. Six were spiked in a single week. One after it was already placed on the page, an image depicting a Klansman in a doctor's office asking, could it be the Ambien? (laughs) 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 He's so good. Uh, After so many years of punchlines and caricatures, skewering mayors and mullas, the new regime at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette decided that the Donald Trump, that the Donald Trumped satire when it came to its editorial pages. So they just started like axing tons of his ideas. Yeah. It was more severe than the usual rejection process.
1: Right. I I mean it it's from what it sounds like, the paper went from super liberal or at least vaguely liberal to like super conservative over the course of two decades.
0: Yes, that that seems fair.
1: Um, it's unfortunate that like that's what a lot of print media to stay alive is gonna have to do because just like you can compare print media to like country music albums because Mm those things don't really get torrented or stolen because those people still go out and buy those things. That's why so many people go country. Well,
0: not only like in terms of who still buys newspapers, but also um, who advertises in newspapers. And it's big businesses who benefit from a lot of these conservative policies. Yeah. Um, that's and that's the been... pitfall of relying on advertisers to fund media. Um, y- it inherently skewers media. Skewers, skews media to the right. Um, which is why it's so laughable that, you know, Trump is like the liberal media. It's like, man, I wish we had a liberal media. We do not have a liberal media.
1: It's like, it's easier to protest advertisers who are running on like a racist show like Laura Ingram, or something like that, as opposed to people who are buying ads in actual newspapers.
0: Right. Um, so obviously I wanted to talk a lot about the child, um, internment camps and immigration um, the U.S. Border Patrol has allowed reporters to briefly visit a facility where it holds families arrested at the southern U.S. border. Um, and these are the photos of um, children in cages. And the reason this was significant was because the administration kept repeating, like, it's not like we're holding children in cages.
1: We th- their photos? Yeah. I thought they weren't allowed to take photos when they were inside. That's them. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. One cage had 20 children inside. Uh, This, I'm reading from um, an Australian website, uh, ABC.net. But, like, the administration kept trying to say, like, oh, these are really, humane (laughs) facilities. And the one they let um, uh, Jacob from MSNBC into had, like, little beds with, like, different colorful pillows. And, like to his credit, he didn't buy it at all. He like left the facility and he was like, this is a pony show, this is just for the media. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these types of facilities are what they're going to be heading towards, the, the giant cages, um, cramming them in there. Um, more than 1,100 people were inside the large dark facility that divides into separate wings for unaccompanied children, adults on their own, and mothers and fathers with children. The cages in each wing open out into common areas to use portable restrooms. The overhead lighting in the warehouse stays on around the clock. What? Which is a form of torture. Yeah. Um, Then, I don't know if you heard about this, ProPublica has audio of children who have just been separated from their parents at the border. It is huge trigger warning. It is horrifying there's one kid who just keeps screaming papa over and over and over again then there is a six-year-old girl who to her great credit is so fucking poised uh, considering she is a baby who's been separated from all of the adults in her life she keeps saying like please can I call my aunt and she has her phone number memorized and she's like let me call my aunt so my aunt can come get me because she's been separated from her mother but she like apparently is under the impression that like her aunt can come get her i don't know if her aunt is like a u.s citizen right um but she like keeps repeating the number that she has memorized so that made me feel sick because you know her mom like sat her down and was like you have to memorize your aunt's phone number yeah because if i get separated from you they're going to take you from me and you need to call your aunt to come get i was just like can you imagine being six and having that conversation with your mother?
1: No, I can't.
0: Like, I didn't have my parents' phone number memorized when I was six. I don't think.
1: I think I did. It was one of those things that was kind of like...
0: Because we had to, like, dial all of the numbers. Maybe yeah. maybe I knew when I was six. I certainly wasn't being it's one like, of the few phone questioned I still by know. Border <laughs> Patrol agents.
1: Well, um, I mean, like, having a conversation with, uh, like, someone that you're crossing... Like, your child that you're crossing the border with it's it can't be very much different than like the conversation that black parents have to have with their children starting at a super young age Yeah, just like you're gonna have
0: to deal with the government and the state so I'm gonna try to supply you with the tools not so you won't
3: get killed yeah Yeah.
1: and like what I can do if I'm not there that you can hopefully be the safest you can be and that's not even saying much because I'm sure that these facilities aren't super safe anyway
0: so to their credit ProPublica this like article blew up, this um, this audio file. I don't think I could be able to listen to that. Oh, it's so intense. And I, I saw a bunch of people who were like, I can't listen to it, and I get it. Um, but a li- bunch of reporters were listening to it at the press conference that the White House eventually held um, addressing the child internment camps. And <laughs> reporters were listening to it at the press conference, and ProPublica was tweeting them saying, play it at the conference. Like, make them listen to it and explain this. Um, and I don't know if they ever played it, but this fucking press conference. So, first of all, Sarah Huckabee Sanders refused to show up, just didn't show up, and instead sent
1: because she's rightfully getting eviscerated. Oh, rightfully yeah. so. Because
0: they don't have a fucking answer for this. They're just like, uh, they, yeah, anyway. So, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, um, Christian Nielsen was offered up, <laughs> like, they sent her, and um, that, that's not to present her as like a fall guy. She's one of the people who like crafted this policy and is why we're at the place we're at right now. So she's culpable. Um, and it was a fucking disaster. Like she had no articulate response to anything that was going on. She, so CNN has a breakdown of like why it was disastrous. She offered a technical response to a deeply emotional issue. Um, She just kept like spouting figures uh, about family unit arrivals from Central America, Um, which is true because there's a lot of um, crime and poverty, uh, which we're partly responsible for, uh, a big part. Um, When we get all of our drugs from Central America and and Mexico as well, and then uh, we send guns from Texas, a lot of crime happens. Oh, no. So, and also, you know, capitalism, um, destroying economies. Uh, People need to find work, so they travel north. So, the heart of this matter is a moral issue. And the problem with that is the right isn't going to respond to our calls for them to be moral. When we're like... But you claim you're Christian and pro-life. so
1: Isn't that the platform that they run on? Don't
0: you feel dumb? Like they don't care, which is why it's important we win elections mm-hmm. because it's not going to work. when. And I do this all the time, you know, where I'm like, but aren't you pro-life? Because it just drives me nuts, especially as someone who had to go to church and mingled with these people who think they're morally superior mm-hmm. to people who don't go to church. It drives me nuts when they don't act in like the quote unquote pro-life fashion when it comes to like poor brown kids yeah but me saying that it doesn't matter like they don't care so the only way to beat them is in elections mm-hmm. so we're not going to appeal to They're their morality up. yeah um she kept saying only congress could fix it which is not, not fucking true, true. <laughs> and what is driving me nuts about that is the trump administration keeps saying like it's not a law it's just a policy we enacted it's like right so trump could overturn that policy yeah.
1: So stop it. Just so stop. St- yeah,
0: it's a zero, It's the quote-unquote zero tolerance policy, um, that Trump, like, is the one who put in place. So he absolutely could overturn it with an executive order. I
1: think that he's blaming it on Democrats from the previous administration. I'm like, no, no, no. This is
0: well. The here's the thing. <laughs> We're all here because of like George W. Bush created ICE. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama deported more people than all of his predecessors combined, and now Trump signed the zero tolerance policy. So is everybody culpable? Yes. But what's really dangerous about the zero tolerance policy is why we have child internment camps yeah. now. So, and that's not to say that kids weren't detained before, but this is an escalation of that process, like a severe escalation of that process. And what's frightening is it's going to get worse. This isn't the end game.
1: Yeah, It's happening very quickly. It's
0: happening very quickly. And it's only going to get worse because the immigration courts are completely overwhelmed and they can't handle it. And they're going to have to put these kids somewhere. By the way, we only know where the little boys are. We're are the little girls. We don't know. Wait, what? We don't know where the little girls are. Um, the reporters are trying to figure out, like, where they are. They're in probably a different internment camp, but they have no access to it. So we don't know what, where the little girls are.
1: Well, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. They only show little boys because they separated them. Okay. So the little girls are probably in their own facility, but no one knows where that is or the press don't have access to it. <sighs> uh, so who the fuck knows what's happening there? Um She also kept talking about how the administration had no choice but to enforce the law, which is not true. Yeah. She feigned ignorance about the photos of children in cages. (laughs) She said, really, I have not seen something that came out today, but I have been to detention centers. And again, I would reference you to our standards and I would reference you to the care provided not just by the Department of Homeland Security, but by the Department of Health and Human Services when they got to HHS. And it's like, I don't fucking believe no, you. No, I don't at all. You didn't see the photos? Ugh. Um, I like
1: the who was the reporter who stood up and was screaming at Sarah Huckabee Sanders that one day about you're a mother, like don't you have any empathy? I don't know. That was.
0: But speaking of that, someone should be every
1: single one of these screaming that at these people.
0: Fucking Fox News is Laura Ingram saying the child detention centers are essentially summer camps. This
1: is a headline I did see, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me?
0: That like when you just said reminded me like cool. Does Laura have kids? I don't know, but like let's pretend she did. Would you be cool with your kids going to that quote unquote summer camp? (laughs)
2: I don't probably not. I don't think you would
0: be, Laura, because like, they're not fucking summer camps. Do you know what a summer
1: camp is? There's like a lake and cabins and games now and hold outdoors. On a second. And Are you
0: telling me that at your summer camp you weren't locked in a giant cage where they kept the lights on 24 hours and you had to shit and piss in a porter potty?
1: Um no. What? It's it's
0: Where was I?
1: <laughs> Were you in one of those?
0: Yes! From the ages between seven and eleven my parents drove me to Texas, let a bunch of people lock me in a cage. I shared the cage with like 20 other kids.
1: Wait, did you repeatedly go back every summer or were you yes. left there from 7 to 11 for those few years?
0: Uh, interesting question. My mom <laughs> kept driving me back.
1: She kept bringing you back. Okay, And
0: we didn't do any arts and crafts. Um, we just sat quietly and tried to sleep with the lights on.
1: <laughs> I I Allison hmm? I doubt that you sat quietly.
0: I was screaming a lot. <laughs> I I was a handful. But like it, that is so fucking
1: stupid. No.
0: Oh, but speaking of stupid, Tucker Carlson also weighed in because he's an idiot.
1: Listen, okay. Besides yes. this, the the issue that I have with Tucker Carlson, and okay. I tweeted it many times, okay. is that it looks like his grandmother still cuts his hair. Like, True. In the kitchen with like a tarp down. Like his like su- like he's a grown man with the. The little boy's haircut and Can it bothers me to this day
0: the other thing that bothers me about him he
1: it's horrible
0: oh, he's horrible he's racist all of that stuff but he tries to present liberals as being elitist and i just have a memory of him constantly being in the time warner center do you remember this i don't know okay because when we worked at borders uh, when Borders Books and Music was still a bookstore. It was in the Time Warner Center. And CNN was also in the Time Warner centers, Center. And yeah. this was before he was like a total right-wing loon. I mean, he was always like a libertarian jagoff. But it was before he was like full-blown Fox News. And he was always at like the champagne events. Like he's a total mm, okay. elitist. And he's like, I'm just a blue-collar American. It's like, I also, no one's buying this, Tucker.
1: I don't think I knew who he was back then.
0: Gotcha. Um, so... He basically uh, tried to use a divergent uh, tactic where he was like, "Well, the liberals don't care about American-born parents that are in prison and don't get to see their children," which isn't true. Uh, and yeah, he was basically like, "The dirty liberals want to change America." He said they care far more about foreigners than their own people. Like, really jingoistic.
1: That's also bullshit. not true. No, I mean, well, it's at least not true. From what I understand.
0: I uh, think care about human life. Yeah. Uh, and don't believe people can be illegal. But... And we should abolish borders.
1: Um, oh, look at that old yeah, photo. Wow. Wow.
0: wow bangs. Um, yeah. Just a parade of nonsense. And... Oh, yeah. But speaking of where are the little girls, a Texas deputy sexually assaulted an undocumented immigrant's child, according to a sheriff um what a four-year-old girl they're charging him with super aggravated sexual assault of a four-year-old girl not
1: that it would be great at any age but fucking four Four, yeah
0: here's the thing though: when you have a system an authoritarian system that rewards fascists for being fascists and there's no checking of their power Mm -hmm. these are the assholes like of course it's attracting pedophiles you know, of course it is. Uh, and of course it's going to attract sexual predators because they're like, oh, I can rape people and get away with it? Great.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if anything, I'm su- first of all, I'm surprised that this even came to light because, honestly, they could just, it's an off- awful think, thing, but they could just disappear, these kids.
0: Yeah, I think because it, it's so egregious. And also, um, he is a Latino himself. His name is Jose Nunez. He's a 47-year-old detention officer. Yeah. Um, He was also blackmailing the mother to stay silent because she was afraid of being deported. So can you fucking imagine somebody rapes (sighs) your daughter and you're like, I want to go to the police, but if I go to the police, I'll get deported and then I lose my daughter. Yeah. So you just have to keep this secret. Fuck. Uh, And that happens all the time. This isn't new and it's not the first and it won't be the last.
1: No, but I'm surprised that it even is getting an article written about it. It's so fucking sick.
0: And like part of me thinks the only reason that it's getting press conference coverage is because he's a person of color uh jose nunez fair enough yeah and like maybe that's why uh it's so gross but anyways guys that was a lot of terrible news here's the end of the episode before you go out to the rest of your day here's your good
1: news oh thank god
0: guys once again my first good news item has to do with something terrible happening to one of my enemies (laughs) um former trump operative roger stone remember that guy he's a little handful uh admitted that he met with russian with a russian who wanted two million dollars for dirt on hillary clinton um
1: Did you ever see that documentary about him?
0: I did. It's actually a really interesting documentary. It
1: is. And it just shows like how openly evil he is. And he just does not give a fuck. He's like, yeah, I do whatever the fuck it takes to win.
0: Well, I also knew he was going to flip on Trump from watching that documentary because Mm -hmm. once he got forced out of the inner circle and Paul Manafort took his place and he was clearly real butthurt about it. (laughs) I was like, oh, he knows so much and he is going to turn on you guys. And now he is. Yay. Um.
1: So, not that he's a good person, but yay, he's turning. Yeah, I, I'm he's just still a glad. horrible person.
0: I just want bad things to happen to all of these people.
1: Do you think that Manafort's in jail, being like, um, "There's not enough rugs in here."
0: <laughs> I would like 1,200 <laughs> rugs. Could I? I just want rugs on every wall and the ceiling and the floor. And I just want to make it sure, make sure it's clear when I say rugs, I mean drugs. <laughs> so, uh, Trump campaign communications official Michael Caputo and roger stone say the meeting was part of a larger effort by law enforcement to set up the trump campaign citing records suggesting that the man stone met with is a russian national who has claimed to be an fbi informant so these idiots were like arranging meetings with russian nationals who might have been working for the fbi (laughs) the whole time
1: i mean this like it just shows how like you got away with it for a little while but it's all of it's so sloppy and it's not even oh, consistently there's so person. dumb everyone's real sloppy they're with this. so dumb like
0: i kind of feel bad comparing these guys to the mob because i feel like it's disrespectful to the mob <laughs> where i'm like the mob were they were smarter about stuff yeah. than these idiots They're talking
1: code there's no digital footprint of anything that they ever do
0: oh you mean they're um, not did you hear about paul Manafort's like system that got him busted where he would log on to an email account create a draft of an email mm-hmm. and then like save the draft and someone would go in and read the draft and then delete it and that was their fucking system you guys listen it's
1: it's uh, if you don't really know much about technology it sounds like it could be ad- in a good idea it only
0: sounds like a good idea but if you're like you're once like i delete an email it's gone yeah, <laughs> guys
1: yeah they once d- i
0: delete it it's gone you can never find it again whoa oh guys hey 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 to be fair that was Jesse's fault
1: yeah, <laughs> he wanted to be in the sun.
0: Desi's strategy for getting what he wants is he just sits on Penny.
1: Yeah. That was her hissing or him? Uh, Her. Okay.
0: Desi usually, the only time I've ever, ever heard Desi hiss is when he met Harley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, well now she's just, now she's mad. Uh, she's got
0: twitchy butt. She's mad, guys. Uh, Also in good news, Uh, this is kind of good news, but I also want to tell the Bushes to go fuck themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying to, be optimistic because we are in the good news section. Laura Bush called family separations uh, cruel and immoral. And in fact, every former, every living former first lady has come out and said that uh, what's happening is immoral and inexcusable. Good, right?
1: This is coming from a lady who killed someone.
0: <laughs> she uh, she did kill someone, guys. Did you know that Laura Bush killed somebody? That is a hundred percent true. Go Google it. But also, uh, your husband created ice. Yeah. So the time to say that shit was when he was president. He was back. Yep. But also, I am aware that it's powerful optics, right? To have all of because uh, former first ladies poll incredibly high across. Um, that was just Desi saying. Across Democrats and Republicans Re- like regard like Laura Bush polls pretty high with Democrats and really? yeah, Michelle Obama. Uh, m- no, she's a bad example because uh, she's black. Uh, but like, I don't know. Uh, who? No. Hillary Clinton's too polarizing. But like when they're first ladies and they're polled, they generally. poll higher than the president because they're seen as like right. a political. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, kids should eat healthy, and I'm gardening, and the white... Like, they do, like, very benign tasks, you know, for the most part. Republican maybe maybe I shouldn't say that they pull high, but they tend to pull higher than the president. Yeah, higher than their husbands, yeah. Um... So it is powerful that the former first ladies are coming out and and calling the ch- child internment camps. I can't. Every time I say that, I can't believe I'm saying it. The child internment camps immoral, and that separating families is cruel and immoral. I think that's important. So I am putting it in the good news section. But I'm also saying Laura Bush, fuck you. Your husband created ice, and also you killed a guy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You killed someone. I think it's it's it's. Like, does no one realize that any time that we've done this, because these aren't the first internment camps, it like you look back, I'm pretty sure pretty collectively as a country and go, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oops. World War Two.
0: That was not great. Our bad. Sorry, Japanese people and Japanese Americans. We should not have put you in internment camps. That is a black mark on us.
1: It's not even the first time that we've done it to people like south of the from Mexico or like Central America. No, no. We've done it before.
0: Did you see Trump? using genocidal language in a tweet today where he said that they're like infecting or infest infesting the country. And I tweeted, I'm like, there's a historical precedent for this. There was a Rwandan who, before the genocide in Rwanda called, um, the, uh, I think it was the Tutsis cockroaches. Um, yeah. And then the genocide happened. And afterwards a judge sentenced them, uh, life gave them a life sentence for public incitement to commit genocide because this is always what happens pre-genocide there's rhetoric really poisonous rhetoric used about others infesting our society infecting our society Um, there's a lot of propaganda out there right now that oh we're we're not like Nazi Germany because um, we're not forcing people uh, to stay and That's false. What happened like pre-concentration camps was the Germans were like, oh, we'll give you an option to uh, self-deport. And then that didn't happen. And they were like, cool. So next plan. Uh, That's always how it starts. It's by racist cartoons, genocidal language, blaming them for infecting the motherland. And then it escalates. I mean, we have child internment camps right now. This is a rapid escalation. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys, we're in the good news section. But I'm like, you know, I mean, like, if you're waiting for a red flag, we've had about a million of them so far. I just have, like, a panic text messaging thread with Meredith where we just text each other about this, like, every day. Like, I can't fucking believe this is happening. Um, For tomorrow's episode, I do have some good news about how people are resisting ICE. And the deportations, that's very encouraging. And I hope to see a lot more of it. So because we're in the good news section, I'll say this. People are resisting this all over the country and physically blocking ICE vehicles and stuff like that. And it is effective and it does work. And I haven't seen people unified in their outrage like this in a long time. And I'm including Republicans, a lot of Republicans. I hope in fucking Congress they put their... You know, money where their mouths are. I mean, they're coming for children. If we can't agree that children should be protected, I mean, fuck, you know?
1: Did you hear the story about that lady on a bus in Vegas who was screaming at ICE officers? No. Like, the bus pulled over or something, and they ICE agents were getting on the bus and she was like oh they legally don't have any right to be on this bus we're not within 100 miles of the border and there was a lady sitting next to her who didn't speak english who looked terrified Ugh. and as soon as ice agent stepped on the bus she just started screaming yes and they're they just kind of according to the story just went fuck this we're not dealing with this lady yeah like, getting right off this bus good we'll wait for the next one yes queen yeah yeah i i more people should do that yeah
0: i mean let's do that at the border too i mean fuck ice they are a terrorist organization they haven't been around that long
1: if you're if you if they're not i mean yes up into the border but if they are not within 100 miles of the border they They have no right no right they have no right
0: yeah um but they i think it's important to remember this is a relatively new institution Mm -hmm. george w bush we can get rid of them just as quickly you know um they we shouldn't have them. Listen, we shouldn't have borders, but that's another conversation. Um But
1: that bookstore's gone now, so
0: <laughs> yeah. Guys, <laughs> and we barely have Barnes and Noble. So let's not be greedy. Can we talk about how
1: uh, borders shut down in that mall or as a company, but also because of Amazon, and now there's an Amazon bookstore in that mall.
0: Capitalism. We're fucked. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Mm-hmm. Follow me at Allison Kilkenny. Go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button to keep us going. Oh, there's just so much in the world to discuss, and I want to discuss it all with you. So please keep me going, especially during what I'll call this tumultuous time. Thanks for listening, everyone. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.